Here's how you become a savings catcher, diva, or don. Step one, download the Walmart app and use the savings catcher. Step two, enter your Walmart receipt. Step three, savings catcher compares prices of eligible items at Walmart. Step four, if it finds a lower advertised price by a leading store in your area, it will give you the difference on an e-gift card in a few days. Step five, do a two-step. You're in. Saving money in every penny counts. Save with savings catcher from Walmart. Comparison on eligible products only. Restrictions apply. Visit walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. Very good game, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. You are watching and listening to AfterBuzz TV's Rising Star Finale After Show. I'm Jason Eichler. Across the table, we have Heather. Hello, And joining us, very special guest tonight, Katrina Parker is here. Hello. Now, you know Katrina from The Voice and from, obviously, this really good singing. Um, but she's also been recapping Rising Star for Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly. Weekly. Yeah. I, I was going to say tonight, but I'm like, they don't have a recap. <laughs> How do you feel about the show overall? You know, I think it definitely is a good concept. I think that in terms of technology, they haven't had a lot of slip-ups, which is really great. Um, I do think they need to work on chemistry between the experts and things like that. It feels like there's something missing. All the ideas are so good and so forward and advanced, and I just feel like there's a certain human aspect missing, and I think it might just be the experts need more chemistry or maybe they need to get a writer to write jokes for them or something. <laughs> something. But I think that's my that's my biggest complaint with it. I think that they definitely for a first season for something that was so new, I think that they've worked hard to make like a, a good concept happen. And how do you think it compares cuz obviously you're from The Voice. How do you think it compares to The Voice cuz that's like the number one? It's hard. The Voice is a well-oiled machine yeah. and I almost feel like even with the craziness of the first two seasons where they were just trying all sorts of different things. I think even then it was kind of like this big machine already. So I I wouldn't want to compare the two. I think that the voice is very established. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're on season seven now coming up. So I... Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to compare them because okay. it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> I guess that's true. We won't. Yes, so let's, let's talk about our top four. We've got Dana Williams, Jesse Kinch, Austin French, and Audrey Kate. I actually was really happy with the top four. I think these were four of the best. I agree. Yep. Definitely the best four that we've had this entire season. And particularly, two of them were excellent. Oh, I, w- I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> so they changed it up tonight. I don't really know how they got this, but it was like the people they paired against each other each had the same percentages of East Coast and West Coast over the competition. I guess. Yeah, I think I think they took their perc- <laughs> who knows. Yeah, I think they took their percentages throughout the entire season and kind of took them in order and then paired them up, kind of champion battle style, I guess. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, they seeded. Seeded, seated. Yes. I don't, I don't know even know what that what word means. That means it sounds dirty. I was going to say that. <laughs> seeded. But that's what they did. It's they like seated. the March Madness. Basketball. Oh. 
See, I think it's because I don't watch sports. I was so confused. I mean, I usually have to stop and rewind and stop and rewind every time I watch it <laughs> so that I can explain to readers what the what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they usually don't know either. Like, they're like, why don't they do two songs instead of one? It's like, well, because there's a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because you have to, like, pay a lot of attention. You do. You can't just watch it like us and zone out every now and then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad we have you to explain it. Thank yeah. you. March Madness. There we go. I don't know what March Madness is, but it sounds fun. Um, so the first battle, we'll call it, of the night was Dana versus Jesse. So Dana sang at last. Yeah. Thoughts. Mm. 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 We're all kind of doing the same thing. I love Dana. She I looked too. pretty. She did. And I also loved, side note, Kesha and Glasses. I thought that yes. was super cute. So hot. I think song <laughs> choice has been a problem for Dana the entire competition. And we talked about this a little bit while we were watching, but she doesn't have a big voice. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's the thing that bothers me. I feel like I don't think it's a Dana thing. I think it's a, a production choice. I think it's a creative choice. They keep trying to make this big voice happen yeah. as if she's not enough. And, I mean, i if you read my recaps, you would know I'm obsessed with Dana. I've been rooting from her from the beginning. I feel like she's a little underdog that could. And I think she has one of the most authentic lovely, unaffected voices on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me that they aren't utilizing the way they should. I mean, I just, at last, is she did a beautiful job of it. I mean, which to me is kind of incredible, because it's like her voice just doesn't seem like it's the voice for that yeah. kind of song. But she did a great job. But it's just, she's delicate, and her voice is really lovely. And I just feel like there's so many things they could have done that would have been better for her and more well-suited, instead of trying to put her in this box that's that's not right. Like put her in the right shoe. Don't put her in like a size nine when she's like got beautiful little size seven delicate. <laughs> you know? So anyways. I know sorry. I wish she would have gone like a little more of like a folky route or something. Yeah. And then yeah. something because she doesn't have a voice where she can wail. Yeah, and she I think she did tonight. Yeah. I mean like I don't know. Like she's game for anything it feels like, mm-hmm. but don't like abuse that just because she can do it and do okay doesn't mean that she should do it. Like there's other things she should be doing. I agree. I think, you know, tonight they really wanted to come out strong with her. And I think they thought this song would be strong because it's a hard song yeah. to sing. Yeah. And you got to have that big voice. And unfortunately, like you said, she's too delicate for that. And there was a missed opportunity where she could have actually sang a song more suitable for her. Uh-huh. And she could have killed it. Yes. Because I think it was almost too obvious of a choice to like, yes. oh, do it last. Everybody loves that. You it's know? everyone's favorite karaoke wedding song. I mean, I do corporate events. That's my bread and butter. <laughs> And that's always a song I try to fit in because people really are moved by it. It's just a very easy song for people to connect to as long as you don't butcher it. And she didn't butcher it. I mean, she was beautiful. But, gosh, I mean, I think it was a really good time for a little gravitas and just a little bit of, like, a a moment where she could really be vulnerable and emotional. Because it's like they haven't let her do that since the beginning. And I think that might have, like, been better for her. Yeah, because I think if she was just up there with the guitar unplugged, that would have, like, stolen the whole show and she probably could have won. Mm Mm-hmm. But not after that. You know what song is coming to my head right now that I think she could have probably sang if they wanted to go the big voice route is Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. I think that could have been a song choice because it's not like super like Christina powerhouse voice, but it still could be there. Do you think she's like too innocent to sing that though? Yeah. I think if you're listening to the lyrics, yeah. yes. But just like the tone of it, kind of. Like That'd something like that would have been good. So yeah. what was her percentage? She got a 30%. That's sad. Which was Aww. really disappointing. But also, actually, my problem with her and Audrey this whole season is they don't take it up the octave at the end when you want them to, like, wail 
neither of them have ever done that. And I feel like if she would have done that, she would have got a lot of votes in at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending does make a big difference. And it wasn't there. <laughs> no. I don't even want her to wail. I just want her to have a song that's really, like, suitable. Appropriate. Yeah. You know, I really do. And, I mean, I Feist, I know, is, like, a little obscure in some ways. But even, like, one, two, three, four, something just really yeah. joyful and fun. Like, the song was just too... It was just a little dated for her, I think, and just a little mature, and it shouldn't have been. It's a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when she did it, this jazzy, too, the arrangement was kind of odd. It was very jazzy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, why are you, she's not adult contemporary. It didn't seem like we were watching, like, a finale of a music show. <laughs> no. It felt like a weird, like, PBS special or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she went up against Jesse Kinch, which, like, sucks Aww. for anybody going up against him. And he's saying, fortunate son. Thoughts on this? Yeah, he mm-hmm. went back to his uh, <laughs> 60s, 70s vibe. He did. Wrapped out. <laughs> I actually, I don't know the song. Oh, you um, don't? No. no, I didn't either. I'm from the South. Okay. I know the song. So you probably have a way better, what did you What did you think about the song, I just Chris? think it's like, it's funny, because like just, what, a week or two ago, Brad was saying he wanted him to be less cliche. Yeah. And the song is just, <laughs> he killed it because he's Jesse and he yeah. can do no wrong, but the song's just, it's a little bit cliche. I mean, like, it's it was probably a smart choice because it's very, like, patriotic yeah. and... I think. I mean, I, I've never actually listened to the words, but... <laughs> <laughs> we can assume. <laughs> Let's assume it's patriotic. I don't know. It's it's a song everybody, for the most part, knows. Like, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But from I just, the South. From the South. You know, <laughs> I knew what I mean. I was like, oh, yeah, I know this one. But I just, I thought, it's funny that Brad just said, don't be cliche. Yeah. And then this is, like, the next song that they do. Because he's done some really sexy, yeah, oh, like just the really hot or... stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what I wanted to see. But... Um, you know, he sounded great. I almost wish he would have gone first, just because at least there was a little more high energy. Yeah. Because to start the show, well, the Brad Pais- they started with the Brad Paisley song, which was Brad sounded good. Yeah. Um, I don't know about everybody else, <laughs> but I thought they. I don't know. It didn't like have like a big building moment either, and that's what you need in this show too. Yeah. I actually thought he did a really good job taking command of the stage and kind of working it a little bit. Yeah. And I'm curious if Brad had some kind of influence on that because he was on tour with Brad all week long and kind of got to see Brad do that, do his yeah. thing on the concert scene. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but it felt like he was really comfortable. He really was comfortable this week up there and just got into it and he just looked good on there. You go, Jesse. Yeah, so Jesse. He won. What was his percent? He had 87%, which obviously wow. killed it. I mean, it's insane. The difference. Yeah. I mean, just the difference between the highest to him. Yeah. The second highest to the highest. It's like, I mean, but I think we all knew coming in there. Oh, yeah. We all yeah. knew. But you would kind of expect for the final four that it wouldn't be this dramatic. Yeah. I mean, that's It's huge. interesting, actually, though, because I feel like with Jesse and Dana both, you don't get to know their personalities on the show. And normally for these shows, like, I feel like it's very personality based and all about the story. (laughs) And I feel like Jesse, I mean, he's a nice guy, but like, he's not like the boy next door, super family friendly kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Austin. Well, he's so good and he didn't need, he didn't need a story. Which is cool. Honestly. True. Yeah. I do feel like he was kind of like, in terms of just knowing who he was as a singer and an artist and a performer, he was really kind of head and shoulders above. There wasn't a need for a lot of experimenting because he was just like, boom, right there. And I think a lot of times, I think that's what happened with Dana too, is she probably knew who she was as an artist before the show. And then they have this budget where you can (laughs) have huge production and wear anything you want. And I think it just gets in people's heads. 
does. Yeah. I mean, you really do, and it gets very confusing. I, I can speak from yeah. experience. When you're in the midst of it, and you have a set amount of songs you can choose from, and a set amount of time, and it's like you literally, like, trying to find the right song is so difficult. And it's very easy if somebody has a very clear idea of what they want you to do to just kind of go with it. Yeah. So who knows? She might have been fighting for something that's more like who she is behind the scenes, and there just wasn't enough time to get clearance, or there was somebody fighting harder for her to do this song, you know? That'd be Poor interesting, girl. yeah. I, I hope she puts out an album. <laughs> I do, too. She has to. Yeah. has to. You go, Dana. I'm going to buy it, Dana. Yes. <laughs> we'll support you. We will. Um, so the next battle pairing was Austin French versus Audrey Kate. Austin sang I'm in Love with a Girl by Gavin DeGraw. Mm-hmm. On paper, I think this is a really good song choice because I feel like that's the type of album he's going to make. But I feel like he took a Gavin DeGraw song... And Gavin DeGraw's not, like, super edgy, but made it even more vanilla than it already was. Yeah. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is I feel like a few weeks ago, we even suggested that he sing a Gavin DeGraw song. So the fact that he actually did sing one and then it didn't really live up to our expectations. (laughs) Well, I think the problem is (laughs) he should make you... Yeah, you guys going to apologize Oh, actually, I want to call you out because Shamia, (laughs) I told her to sing Skyscraper by Demi Lovato, and I know you hated that song choice. On your, what? remember when oh, Shamia you sang? Me out? Yeah, I you Katrina. Me out. No, I, I told her to sing that song. No, and then you're you like, didn't. what a horrible song choice. I'm like, oh, that's all me. No, she and never I didn't heard the say song. it was horrible. I just said I didn't think it was the best choice for the voice. <laughs> I thought it was a great song choice just, for her. No, I didn't like it's the good. I, I feel like it'd be boring if we agreed on everything. Yeah, that's true. Really he would, would have be. told every singer to sing that song. I was going to say, it was just, just because Shamia. you love Demi and you yes. think the magic of Shamia and the magic of Demi is just all going to be magic. Make, yeah. I would have arranged it differently, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and then she got voted off. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So maybe she shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> She's yeah. like, cursing yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I thought. Who was right? It was all part of my master plan. Wouldn't that be funny? But you're really the one. Yeah. You're the puppet master of the whole like, show. Sing this, sing this. Um, so, I don't know. I think Austin is a little too vanilla. I feel like the only success he'll have after the show is if he makes a contemporary Christian album, which is probably what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think his voice is so good, yeah. and it's just consistently good week after week. And I think... The problem is he's so good, but it's like trying to find that distinctive thing about him and that kind of point of view. I don't know that we saw his POV at all this season Mm -hmm. beyond just being really happy and sweet, which is great. I mean, like, I think it's great that he's clearly a nice guy. He's very happy. And we don't need somebody to be tortured and miserable when they're not. Well, I mean, because he could be like a male Colby Collet. Yeah. But I don't feel like when I'm watching him, I'm, I'm watching an artist. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching a good singer. I feel singer. like I'm watching a really good singer. And I do think the Gavin, I think even if it was like a different Gavin DeGraw song, like, I don't want to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. that at least That'd has like a little more energy and like, I don't know, has a little more spirit. It's a little more like ballsy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this song is just, I honestly, I think I've heard it maybe just a couple times on the radio, but it's just a very like, like you said, it's already kind of like a vanilla song. Yeah. And then it just became more vanilla. It's almost like he needed to do something completely out of his comfort zone for it to really like take catch fire tonight. Mm -hmm. Because I always say when I'm watching the show, I feel like I'm watching a music pastor and he's a music pastor. So that's actually his point. I guess it's working. It's just not my (laughs) cup of tea. Yeah. They're so cute too. He and his wife. Uh I have to say. I find them absolutely adorable. I just want them, I I said he shouldn't have got married until after the show. And then he'd have a little more sex appeal. But, I mean, he made it to the top two, so what do I know? 
clearly nothing if you are suggesting songs that get kicked off. I know. Hey, Kesha liked it, and that's all I care about. Okay, okay. Um, so he went up against Audrey Kate, and she sang Love Me Like a Man. Um, she has the same problem as Dana, where mm-hmm. I just... I love her, and I think she's super talented, but I think she's chosen poor songs most of the season. Yeah. I just... I didn't think it was strong enough for a finale song, and I just thought it was, eh, nothing great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fun song. I think... Um, I don't know. One of you said that it might have been better earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. I think her big moment, and I think, I mean, it's, as much as you want to do something different on the show, you have to look at your successes. And her big success this season was New York State of Mind. Yes. yes. And that moment where she sat down and she did something really torchy and she emoted the crap out of that song. And that's what we needed tonight. We didn't need a fun-loving bluesy song. I mean, like, that's not what you do. Yeah. You have to have a sense of urgency. You have to make people feel like you're going to die before you get dra- you know, dragged off the yeah. stage. And that song just didn't do it. So I think they should have tried to recreate, as as boring as it is, I know, recreate that kind of New York State of Mind moment. I think that would have been, like, really beneficial to her tonight. And even within this song, if she would have done more of, like, a push and pull in it, but I felt like it was, like, on the same level the whole time. Yeah. So it was hard to get into. Had they flip-flopped tonight's song with New York State of Mind, I think this may have come out a little different. Yeah. You think she would have won? Mm-hmm. Not won, but I think she probably could have taken Austin for that song. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of expecting the two of them to be the top two. Yeah. I mean, I've oh. always been rooting for Dana just to take everybody, but I I think I thought Audrey and Jesse would probably, because I think they're the two most distinctive for me in terms yeah. of just... I don't know, like having like a very distinctive type of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I know because I was thinking if I was like at the record company, I would probably want those two to win. Yeah, too. yeah. Because the, I guess Austin, you could market to. Like, Austin's very marketable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're all marketable. They actually, actually they yeah. all they're are. all. I, I did notice this, and I'm just saying this from my point of view. There was not like one plus size woman. On, on the, the season, yeah. which yeah. I found You're a right. little kind of like, and I know they're looking for a star, but it's like you know, I feel like. There's more and more plus-size yeah. people in the media right now. I mean, you have so many that are super successful, Mary Lambert, Adele. So it's just funny to me that it felt like they just gave us this very specific yeah. type mm-hmm. of body type. I it mean, almost I just, felt like, did you watch that? I don't There was a movie, American Dreams, back in the day. I think Mandy Moore was in it. But it like made fun of singing <laughs> competition shows. I think and it was I like, might have seen it. And it was like that. Like, <laughs> we need the white boy. We need the yes, whatever. Yes, we're going to fill all these slots. But surprisingly, we have all these slots filled, but we don't have a plus-size girl. Yeah. And I mean, they don't need to like make that happen, because then that's just pandering and patronizing to like plus-size women. But I don't know. It was just kind of weird that... It was everybody beyond like one guy yeah. was like super slim and like super hot and everybody could wear like a two piece and <laughs> so I mean true. it was just odd yeah. to me. I was like, yeah. so if you can't show your belly as a female, you don't make it far on the show. Like, yeah, you that's don't even make it onto the stage and have a chance with the coaches. Well, and I think because the voice is so much about that, like there's such a variety of people. Yeah. That maybe we're like used to seeing like positive <laughs> things like that on TV. So when it doesn't happen, we're like, what? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, I want people to be like, what? Yeah. I kind of want to have that moment. Cause I do even feel like the voice is getting a little more like traditional in terms of like yeah. the people they actually put on the blind audition stage are less and less different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do feel like you're getting a lot of 16 year olds, you know, that are like a size zero and mm-hmm. below. And you aren't getting that variety of like the Beverly from like season one. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, I mean, you know, Frenchie season mm-hmm. one. I mean, like, I just feel like, 
it, we have gotten a little more homogenous each season, which makes me sad. So it would have been great if there was just that. Because there's yeah. no problem having a plus-size guy. There was like a couple of those. Yeah. But for some reason, a, a plus-size woman couldn't make it. There are tons of plus-size women that sing beautifully yeah. out there in this city alone. So Better than a couple of people on this show. <laughs> but we won't, we won't name names. Yeah. So that's just <laughs> yeah. my, from my point of view. I was like – and it wasn't something that really bothered me. It was just kind of like, well, that's puzzling that they couldn't find – even if they just wanted to have yeah. a little bit of everything, they couldn't find one plus size woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. Anyway. I wonder how they picked for the show, like the people to audition, because we never yeah. saw that yeah. process. Because no, we, we know didn't. for the voice, they cast mainly. Yeah, they mainly do casting, and they do have like the open castings that are like you know, tons of people mm-hmm. show up, but they have scheduled castings, and I mean it's very transparent. Yeah. So I would be curious to see. Um, I bet you it is kind of a casting process. Yeah, they it, just it reach does, out to. Yeah. Because, like, Macy Kate, I feel like they were trying to make her Christina Grimmie. They were trying to make that happen so hard. So hard. It was not And happening. she's so good. Like, she doesn't need she doesn't need them to, like, stack all the cards in her favor. Yeah. And so when they tried to, like, make it, like, it was just weird. It was a professionally produced video on Vine. Oh, I know. Yeah. That was so- Which is okay. It's yeah. like whatever you have to do to get on the show. I mean, good for her. But then to keep pushing it and pushing it and, like, trying to make this happen like it's not something. Like, when someone's pushing you to do something and they're being that obvious about it, like, producers have to at least try to be subtle. Yeah. Or people are going to feel like they're being manipulated and if they catch on to it, then it's not going to work. I think that's what happened with her. Yeah, Yeah. and she didn't need it. I mean, she had a great voice. Like, she was fine on her own. She didn't need them to try to kind of, like, make it like, this is a surprise. Yeah. She's totally at a disadvantage. She doesn't know she's performing tonight. Oh, gosh. We just slipped her $30,000 for <laughs> yeah. her Vine production. There's no way that actually happened. I don't know how this check so showed up weird. at my door. I know. That was so weird. <laughs> she was genuinely surprised, though. Um, so Austin won that battle. So then the mm-hmm. final two was Austin versus Jesse. Yes. Which is, I think that's a good final two. I thought it was, yeah. yeah. Um, so then they did coin toss and Jesse had to go first. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, yeah. Jesse went first. So Jesse's saying love, oh God, I can't read my writing. Love, love rain, rain or me. Yeah. Oh, apostrophe E-R, me. <laughs> um, I thought when he first started out with the verse, I'm like, this is really weird in your register. And then as soon as he got to the chorus, he killed it. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. And I mean, how many violins were there? So I cool. love that. There were so Loved many violins. It. The whole stage, it was like a cello here, a violin there. You, I mean, you were just tripping all over them. It was <laughs> and great. like the fire everywhere. I'm like, fire. this is he like fire. fire. Cool. He got fire. And Austin got like a little bit of smoke. Yeah. yeah sorry. Maybe because like, <laughs> one's like hell and one's like heaven. Oh. You know what I mean? You've got the bad boy versus the... <laughs> There's like angel wings flapping. Interesting. Now we get it. <laughs> Satan wins. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, you know what was interesting, though, as you just spoiled what happened? But yeah. we didn't get to see the percentage as the voting is going on yeah. during both of their performances. We had to wait till the very end. This is true. And, I mean, they, they gave us that twist right yeah. before. And I think it affected the amount I, of voting. I was just going to say, I think it affected. <laughs> Did the voting as well. Because I think like Austin fans would be like, oh, vote, vote, vote if they knew he was that much lower. Yeah. Even Jesse's yeah. percentage though was lower than it should have been. Because I thought I'm this cur- performance was better than his first. 
and he got so like a good. what did he get his first like performance like 80 something. something yeah I'm curious if this is his lowest score of the whole season Probably. I don't think he's ever gotten in the 70s before no I don't think he has oh that's interesting yeah and it was so good I mean like you know what I was saying about the first song that he did yeah that it just felt like it didn't have that fire and it wasn't like as hot as the stuff he's done this was absolutely there it was like all the fire they just literally the, brought out the fire yes, yeah literal literally fire set the stage on fire <laughs> it was and he oh he was so good I thought it was fantastic and I mean I just I don't know there's something about him I feel like he almost like gets possessed when he's on stage and he's having this like catharsis and it's not always like pretty it's yeah. just it's crazy and he's like spitting and he's like <laughs> he's just wild and I think that's it's, that to me is what's so appealing about him it does not feel affected it does not feel like calculated it's just I think he showed up and he was like yeah I'm Jesse I feel like he's like very <laughs> passionate about music yes. and that's all he cares about exactly and when he talks in person, like when you're just having a conversation, he's very like soft spoken and very like kind of yeah. quiet, yeah. like uh, this. And then he gets out there yeah. and he's like screaming, and you're like, "Whoa! What happened to you? <laughs> Are you saving all this?" <laughs> so he went up against Austin, who sang "Bless the Broken Road" by Rascal Flatts. Again, on paper, I would say this is a good song choice because it's very much on brand for him, and it's a pretty song. But I don't think he does anything different to where you would want to buy his version and not Rascal Flatts. Yeah, I think this this song would have been good for him two weeks ago. Not for your, like, I'm trying to battle it out for my life yeah. right now song. That's Agreed. not the song to do. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I again, I feel like if you're going to do the same thing I think happened with um, Audrey. I wanted her to do this really beautiful, vulnerable Yeah. Like ballad, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do something, if you're not gonna do like that crazy Jesse song where you just like balls out, then you have to do a ballad that's very like, oh, keep me, you know, help me, <laughs> help me, you love me, don't break my heart, and you have to like just, you either have to like be balls out or you have to break your heart on the stage, yeah. and I just thought, oh, that song, it's like it's almost like it's a ballad, but it moves kind of. It's like almost like medium tempo. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have the space to really like sing the crap out of it. It almost felt yeah. like he was rushing it a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just didn't, it, something felt like about the meter just fell off to me. And it just felt like if you're going to do a ballad as your last song, as your like save me moment, it has to be either again ballsy or just like your heart's on the stage. Yeah. It can't be just sweet. Mm -hmm. Sweet's not enough to win it. Honestly. And that, was, that wasn't a winning performance. Like no, it was no. good and he's a good vocalist, but. Jesse had a winning performance. Yes. Well, yes. And maybe one of the reasons why it wasn't such a winning performance is because he had to sit through Jesse's yeah, and performance. Watch that. In theory, the second spot is, is better. In theory, you have more of an advantage because, I don't know, because you're the last one to go on. Because yeah. it's like, this is the last performance of the season. You know, but it, I don't think it worked for him because they showed him and you could see it psyching him out. I mean, maybe I'm reading his face wrong, but you could just see on his face it was like, oh. <laughs> That's it. Did feel like he was really psyched out. Yeah, going yeah. with that, I, I actually wrote down. It felt forced, and it wasn't natural, like he normally comes out and does. Yeah. So I mean, he had to be feeling it. He had to know. And uh, yeah, so that kind of broke my heart a little. I mean, it kind of takes some of the the joy out of out of the winning. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you see like the other, I don't know. To me, also putting everybody up there to have feedback from the experts together. Yeah. That is just like, that's one of my biggest complaints about the show as well is it's so uncomfortable. We don't, I feel like they they think maybe we want to see people made to feel awkward and uncomfortable and be tortured a little bit. Like, Yeah, and we, it's not fun to watch. I, I don't no. want to see that, you know? I want to see people work hard and it doesn't have to be like child's play. I mean, it doesn't have to be easy. Make it hard. That's fine. But I think that there were some things they did 
where they were trying to be a little like cutthroat because it's just different from other singing mm-hmm. competitions. And I just felt like it it read as cringe inducing to me. And having to have someone who just lost yeah. up there with the person that won and have them have to get feedback together, much like they've been doing all season, really bothers me. It's just not cool. I mean, like, these people already put themselves up to be completely humiliated. Yeah. And I know I've been through it. So adding the insult to injury of humiliating them a little yourselves. And I don't even know if they mean to do that, the show, but yeah. that's what happens. Like, why do that? Yeah, that is super awkward. Because it's like, you did okay, but you did really good. It's so, yeah. it's just, it really does feel mean-spirited. And it's like, I think the experts were great tonight about trying to just give everybody love and it's yeah. like I, I especially appreciate Ludacris at the end like I think Josh expected he was going to like pick Be somebody brutal. and he wasn't none of I was so proud of them when they refused to mm-hmm. name a winner that yeah, made that me was so cool. very good of really them. classy yeah I was just say classy yeah. yep. I actually really I mean we've interviewed them all season so we're probably a little biased but I actually really I don't know how if I like how they interact with each other but I really liked the judges on their own because mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like they were all actually invested like, Ludacris especially, like, goes home and thinks about it, and Kesha's Kesha, you know? <laughs> she and always I really like Brad. Sweet. Brad yeah. is one of the nicest people, I think. I mean, just so nice. Like, genuinely nice. Well, I mean, I feel like it's like, so I'm hearing this, and it's like, why? And I feel like you saw some of this in the segment, yeah. one-on-one tonight. But for some reason, when they're on the stage together, it's just part of it's the physical setup of of how they're sitting and they're not like together but they're not apart and part of it might just be that they need to get writers I don't know to like write them like some funny stuff and then they just start doing it themselves eventually but I feel like you don't see enough of that you don't see their personalities enough on the camera and that makes me sad because I always thought they were all three of them interesting people they're all great I feel like part of it maybe too is because the first seasons of the like first couple episodes of The Voice and Idol and X Factor aren't live so they have so much mm. like time to like joke around, and then they can like crop it down to the good parts. Whereas this has been live from the get go, so there's not really time to like true see personality into it. <laughs> I think if they decide to come back with a season two for next summer, I think they have this whole what is it eight months or whatever to go back to the drawing board, figure out what worked, what didn't. Yeah. It'd be yeah. nice if they actually had someone like you to like go in and mentor <laughs> to like say We nominate this Katrina. Is, yeah, this <laughs> is do it. This is what Fine. you should do with the contestants, <laughs> like knowing from experience, you know, just just so they understand better like what works and what doesn't for the contestants' point of view and from the viewers' point of view. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. and I they have to be listening. I mean, I feel like they made some changes. I don't remember what they were, but throughout the season there were subtle changes in format to where it felt like they were listening mm-hmm. yeah. to everyone's yes. complaints and the tweets and the recaps and all of that. But I, I agree. I think they do need to sit down and just see what works because I think it has so much potential, but there's something missing. It's yeah. like you are doing this thing that's technologically advanced and it should be really like exciting and invigorating yeah. and it's just kind of like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, it's not terrible. But I, I, I do think there's room for improvement. And I think they need, and I'm going to start a camp for, for coaches and experts. I think there should be like <laughs> yeah, a, it's true. a yeah. camp. It should not, it's, it'll be like being in treatment, but it'll be like, you know, for fun, you know, where they have to sit and they have to talk and they have to get to know each other and they have to develop a rapport and they cannot leave the spa until, until they're they've done that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, since they don't have those episodes, it's like almost like they need to send them off on a vacation together yeah. and just give them like a boot camp for like two weeks where they just get to mm-hmm. know each other and they build a rapport and they need to get writers in there to come up with jokes for them and just, you know, do all of that. Well, and I feel like, especially for Kesha even, I feel like producers probably got in her head 
because they didn't want her to say anything inappropriate. Yeah. And we would a, a lot of times watch the live feed, and she would say hilarious things, and they would blur them or bleep them for TV. Aww. And I'm like, those are the things, like, so when you're funny. watching, like, The Voice or Idol, when, like, Blake swears or something, it's funny. It's what makes the show. It is funny. And it is really hard, too. To censor yourself. I yeah. mean, when I was when I was on The Voice, it's like I very much went into my like my grandma's watching this mode. Yeah, and I I was often very boring because I couldn't like be myself. Yeah, you know, and it's really hard, especially for someone that curses constantly, to kind of really censor yourself and be like family friendly and so still I, try to be fun. Yeah, so I totally hear what you're saying, and I mean, I don't know, I I love Kesha. I feel like. I didn't need to see that she was interesting. I already knew she was interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'm just bummed that it felt like they kind of neutered everybody. Yeah, that's what it felt like. They like cut off the fun parts. Yeah, like bummer. Be oh. like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that we haven't talked about is the West Coast viewing tonight. Oh Ooh, yeah. So we, West Coast yes. had no so, say. No, we're just like zero say. And I yeah. think people were very, very upset. And I think that's got to be the number one thing they change for next season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be dual live on both coasts. Like 6 p.m. West Coast, 9 p.m. East Coast. They cannot do this again because yeah. people are very upset. Well, yeah. and I guess like the voice only caters to East Coast with their Twitter save. But it seems like they were like tweeting. We were watching and they're tweeting like, log in now to vote, but you can't really. And your votes don't count. <laughs> But they're yeah. still, like, live-tweeting the whole thing. But, like, okay, so The Voice is, you know, on Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whatever, during the week. So I understand, like, you can't really do dual coast unless yeah. it's going to be, like, super late or super early. And that just kind of messes with people's schedules. But it's on a Sunday for yeah. Rising Star. Come on. People are home at 6 p.m. They can do it. It's true. And, I mean, if they can't do that, then maybe they need to consider making it two nights. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you need to have that night where it airs on both coasts and then you get the mm-hmm. the voting the next the day. Next and day. I know they want to be different. I get it. But it's like, you know, the the West Coast just got breadcrumbs every week. Like, yeah. they got that it's one true. You person. you can pick one person. And then all of a sudden, not only do we not get anything, but they don't clearly state that we're not going to get anything. I and mean, they never once said West Coast... They kind of gave the impression that you would have some effect. So unless you watch the East Coast feed, you don't know that you've logged in and you're, like, swiping for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no wonder people were angry. Because I think if they'd been transparent about it, it might have been okay. Yeah. It would have still been... People would have been upset, but at least they wouldn't have felt like, hey, wait a second! What happened? <laughs> Where's, why is there no vote from the West Coast up there? That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up the season. <laughs> Jesse won. <laughs> Woo! Congratulations. Katrina, are you working on new music? I am. I'm working on a new EP. I mean, I haven't started recording yet. It's it's in its infancy. It's just like a tiny little baby. Tiny little baby. (laughs) But I kind of been taking a bit of a hiatus, like, since the new year to really sit down and be quiet and create a little bit. I think since The Voice, I've just been going, going, going and promoting, promoting, promoting. And I haven't, like sat down and kind of figured out where do I want to go from here so it's going to be kind of an Americana treatment to songs that are indie pop indie folk okay. so it's very different That's cool, though. from the previous album very different but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it I think it's kind of a return to my roots a little bit I'm revisiting um, you know where I grew up which is traditional country music yeah. and southern baptist hymns and that kind of inspired this and I'm 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 excited. Well, we so. can't wait to hear. I'm it. gonna have to keep you guys updated. Yeah, yeah and you can come in and play and do all yeah, that once you. it's um, once it's ready. Thank you. And I do have a show September 12th, 
September 12th okay. um, at Hotel Cafe. It's oh, a perfect. Friday night at 9 p.m. And we're going to be doing some of the songs. And fingers crossed, I think we might have a banjo player. I hope. Oh, oh that would be so because fun. Because I just, just to give like a little like test run of like, would these songs work with, with mm-hmm. banjo? Like, do we want to go this way? Because I mean, that's, that's yeah. what I'm hoping is going to work out. I really want that kind of treatment on the songs. That's like perfect to test on a live audience. Yes. Though. yes. So, we'll so if they want to buy tickets... Um, it's on KatrinaParker.com. We have um, a link to tickets on the tour page. Perfect. Do you, do you see me, like, checking with my yeah. person to find out? This is so sad. <laughs> she knows, I should know she these knows. things. <laughs> I need, like, notes. Like, where, what? Where, what? And your <laughs> original EP is up there as well. Yeah, my um, my album is, is um, I think, the first thing you can probably click on when you go to the page or on the music page, In and Out of the Dark. I have it. We it's released good. it last year. It's, like, pop rock. And also some like ballads as well. So I'm really proud of it. I do think at the time I wanted to do an album where I was like a really like strong voice. You know what I mean? I I just wanted to be like the strong female voice and I'm really proud of it. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of turn around and do stuff that's more delicate and vulnerable and like the softer side. Now that everyone knows (laughs) though. Because believe it or not, I have a softer side. (laughs) We haven't seen it yet. (laughs) You have not seen it tonight. But I'm excited about that. And I will be writing um, for... I'll probably, if Rising Star comes back, I'll be writing about it for Entertainment Weekly's community again, and I will be writing about The Voice when it comes out for Entertainment Weekly as well, so. Exciting. For the community, cool. I okay. should make that clear. It's a, it's a part of the website that's oh. separate. Oh, okay. It's just all TV recaps from people that are fans of shows and they just really want to write about them. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having yeah, me. This has been so yeah. much fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening this season. Hopefully, we'll be back next. We don't really know. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, you can find all of us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Where can they find you guys? You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Heather Joy Smith. Ver- Joy. Aww. Joy. Aww. <laughs> Katrina P. Music on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Jason Eichler on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for watching. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 